You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. So, Dave, have you checked out the simulated games yet? It's a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely cool for. Uh, that's definitely cool for people who are um, missing their baseball fix. You know, like they got to get their baseball fixed, and they uh, they obviously can't do it because everything has been put on hold until further notice. And uh, you know, so at least uh, you know, at least these MLB the show you know games were uh, you know you're, we're sharing a little bit of joy here. So. Well, I want to kind of give like a little bit of uh, background on how I'm doing it because people keep trying to figure out how how we're doing what we're doing. I don't want to give away every secret, but I I do set the lineups. Okay, so I'm setting the lineups right now. So that's something you and I can discuss today if we think that we want to change something that they're doing. And then I do I do make decisions on stolen bases. That's not me though that keeps waving in runners to get thrown out at home plate. I do nothing with <laughs> advancing runners or holding runners. I do nothing with in-game play. I don't touch any of it. The only thing I might do is change a strategy thing. I am the person that called for the bunt for Yoan Moncada the other day that he popped up to the pitcher, but the guy had not gotten a hit yet, and that was the right thing to do in that situation. It was just a bad result. And then I, I have called for eight stolen bases in this game, and we are uh, eight for eight right now with uh, stolen bases. Uh, Tim Anderson leading the league at this point in stolen bases in our simulated league. So, But otherwise, I'm not doing anything else. I see Yohan is off to a pretty rough start here, huh? He is. Did you, did you listen to the Tuesday game yet? I have not. I'm sorry. He gets off the snide in the Tuesday game. I'm not going to tell you if it was big or if it was just one hit, but he does finally get off the snide in the Tuesday game. So what what are your – I, I don't know how accurate this is going to be, but then again, it is the opening of a season. You're going to get people that are that, – you're going to get players that are off the slow start, so it could very easily happen to you on Moncada or any of the other players. So what has stood out to you with the simulated games? I'm curious. Not much yet. I mean, it's it's still, like I said, it's still a little early. I've only been able to check out, to be quite, I've only been able to check out a few of the, the simulated games. But uh, Tim Anderson's off to a hot start in the number one spot, which is something that, like, you and I have not been big fans of. But he's got, not only does he have the eight stolen bases, but T.A. has been out there. I want to bring up what he's hitting right now. He's hitting four, 429 with a with an OPS over a thousand and he's got a hit streak going since opening day. He's five he's got five games under his belt and he's got a five game hit streak. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um you know we talked about like I mentioned that I would rather have seen Tim Anderson in the one hole than Yohan Mankata in the one hole. So I mean it doesn't surprise me it it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, it does. It's you know that's obviously these are insane numbers, but it doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, I'm happy to see that he's been um, tearing it up here in the one hole. Now I have a couple. So I have a couple of questions for you because, like, you know, a lot of times when I watch when I when I follow the White Sox, I mean, a lot of times the games are on when I'm working. I can't necessarily see them. So a lot of times, like, I'm reading box scores and game recaps and such like that after the fact. So I just had a couple of folks that uh, I was curious about, like how they're doing up to this point. So 
Um, Luis Roberts. Give me the line on Luis Robert at this point. Well, here's the thing. First of all, the, the simulation seems to treat Luis Robert like it would treat any other rookie. He's not he's not the superstar that you believe he's going to turn into, but the, he does have this little marking next to him that shows that he's improving and he seems to, and he has like the stock where if he continues to do well and if we continue to put him through just regular practice with all the other players, he will improve as the season goes on. He has at this point he went he went 0 for an opening day, but he has been one of the better hitters in the lineup. He's batting eighth. He's got one home run that he hit off the kids' deck in the kids' zone in game two of the season, which was an absolute bomb, and I got excited myself just watching it. Like, I get excited watching the games. I get into them. I mean, there's nothing else to do right now. Like, there's no way to get excited about anything with baseball. He's he's overall right now only hitting two eleven, uh, he, he which is the same average that Mazzara and Leary Garcia each have, but his his OPS has him at five seventy nine. He has stolen a couple of bases. He has drawn a few walks. He has come through with a couple of clutch RBIs. He's just not, I mean, he's playing like a rookie, so it makes sense for him to play like a rookie. On the other hand, the guy who was the rookie last year, Aloy Jimenez, he's got the most interesting stat. He either comes to the plate and he either hits a home run where he has four through five games or or he gets a walk. If he doesn't get a home run or a walk, he's out. So he's hitting 250 with an OPS of 1.429. Because of the amount of walks and home runs, but that's what it's that's what he looks like right now. It's crazy. So they're basically so he's so he's so he's uh, so he's Jim Tomey then. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's Frank Thomas. He's either gonna. Oh, right, Frank Thomas always be. had Frank Thomas always had a high average. He had a lot of years in there where he was hitting three hundred. Yeah, no, I know. So he's so he's Jim Tomey. So right. he's either when you when you get when he gets up to the plate, you're either gonna get one of three things. It's either gonna be a walk, right. a strikeout, right. or a home run. Right. Well, what he is is he, and what's crazy is is that at least right now in this game, and it kind of it kind of backs up what he did last year. He only hit in the two sixties last year, but he had he had a lot of home runs and he came on late. And he started to get better at walking too. So it, 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 it the simulation is is kind of continuing that. I'd love it if he got a few hits, but I mean it's kind of fun. Like I've got him in the four spot, and he just and and all of his home runs are clutch. Like he's had two game like t- game breaking home runs where they're tied, and he hits a home run to break open the game. Please tell me that there's not a sound bite in this, uh, in, you know, in, the, in this year's version of the show of Hawk Harrelson going, you know, it's not what you hit, it's when you hit it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I try to slip a Hawkism in there every once in a while if you're listening closely. I try to do that. So, uh, so anyway, with the, that's the simulated season. Maybe we'll dive back into that in just a second. Let's talk about what's really going on in Major League Baseball. Um, we had James Fox on from Future Sox. He's in one of the broadcasts. He's in game one against the Indians. So if you go back and you find that one on the podcast, he's getting that one. And that, that one ends up going in the extra innings. It's the only extra inning contest so far in our simulated season. All the broadcasts come in somewhere between like 75 minutes and 90 minutes. That one went, that one went 100 because it went into extras. But he, he had some interesting things to say about this agreement between Major League Baseball and the MLBPA when they had to come up with what are they going to do depending on how long everything lasts here with the stoppage of baseball. I'm going to surmise what he basically said. MLB owners, knowing that there's a collective bargaining agreement came up, really did their best to position themselves in the best possible way with these players. I mean, first off, it's going to be very difficult for either side to go into a work stoppage, seeing as how we're having a stoppage in 2020. How do you go into one in 2021 or 2022? It would kill the game, and I think they all know it. 
Secondly, what the owners right. did is that they changed the format of the draft and they are taking advantage of this by simply saying we need to defer all the money. So the number one pick in the draft will still get his millions upon millions, okay, for signing as the number one overall pick in the draft, but he's only going to get 10% of it this year. Then he gets, then he gets, uh, you know, like 40% the next year and the other 50% in year three or somewhere along those lines, but it's spread out. He'll eventually get the money. They're also lowering the amount of picks in the draft. And the other interesting thing that they did was they changed the maximum amount you can give um, certain players later on in the draft from like $125,000 to only $20,000. And what James Fox explained in the interview, and of course you can check that out if you go back and listen to the show, I think it's in the early innings, like inning two, between inning two and four, I know he shows up in there in that game. He, he basically explains the Sox and Major League Baseball were already doing that. The amount of college seniors that came out, that's what they were getting paid. They were getting paid $10,000 a year because they'll take whatever. So all this was was MLB basically putting on paper something that teams were already practicing because they knew they had all the negotiating power, but they, they basically made it like actual rules. They also shortened the amount of picks in the draft, which is going to make it easier when Rob Manfred wants to contract the minor leagues because we're going to have less players coming in to baseball now because they've contracted the draft. They didn't need to do any of this. Let's be honest. They didn't need to do any of this. They could have had a draft without anybody showing up and still had a draft. But what they did is they okay. cried poor and the base and the and the players seem to have allowed that to happen because they wanted to make sure that service time was being accumulated. So there are different little measures for service time. But then there's also they wanted to make sure that their players that were going to be free agents were going to be free agents no matter what. And so if there is no baseball this year, there will be no service time accruals. But if there if there's no baseball this year, Mookie Betts will still be a free agent. They'll still be a free agent class next year. Otherwise, there would have been no free agent class. So the players looked out for their big money guys, and they tried to do their best they could with service time to get guys through their, their deals with, with owners. But they gave up the guys who aren't actually in their union yet, which makes a lot of sense. Basically, if you're a, if you're a high school player... They sacrificed the draft. They sacrificed the draft. The, the summary of this is they... The summary of the the summary of this is they basically cut the draft super short, um, so that they could take care of they could take care of their own right now. Basically, if you're a high school player right now who's highly touted, you could you're you're more likely if you don't get the money that you think you should have gotten in this thing, you're more likely to turn around and say, "I'll just try it again next year when things get back to normal, and I'll go play for a junior college team." So, like, if you're playing on the south side right now and you're a high school player, let's say, you're going to go play for Moraine Valley rather than take the money if you think that you're getting shorted. So it'll it'll make for some interesting decisions by those that get drafted. Teams can't cheap out on those players because some of them might sit there and say, I would do better if I just spent one more year and entered back in again when I wasn't going to get all the money deferred and I was and I and I might have a better chance. So that'll be the other interesting thing that's going on. And then and then finally. I also find it interesting that Major League Baseball has come up with a contingency plan for if they all of a sudden start playing games without fans, which honestly, if I don't know how the Players Association will sit there and say, it's totally okay for our players to expose themselves to each other, and, but we when it's still unsafe for fans to be in the ballpark. I think that's a pipe dream. I think that baseball doesn't resume until everything is much, much better in the world. I would be shocked if they did it otherwise. 
I don't see there being any benefit for, I mean, what's the benefit other than the TV ratings, uh, you know, and, uh, which are not great anyway, especially in the early part of the year. Yeah, but they're going to be big now because no, nobody has anything else. Like, imagine this. If you're still being told, stay, you know, stay at home and there's not a lot of a sports on, they want the television revenue. Like, the, 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 the owners want as much money as they can possibly get here. I mean, if they could, if they could, if they can get fans back in the ballpark, you watch. They'll be turning around. They'll be telling you, we're going to do a bunch of doubleheaders. We're going to do doubleheader Saturdays or something like that to get as many games in as we possibly can. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll institute this rule that we've been trying out in the minors where in the extra innings, we just put a player on second base so they can introduce their new rules. And they're going to justify everything around this weird thing. Like, they're going to add an extra playoff team on both sides this year. Year, which is something they've been clamoring to get out of the the uh, the MLBPA, and they're using that. They're using this as a justification for it. Like, hey, we got to get some of our revenue back, and the MLBPA agreed to it. So they've taken advantage of the situation at hand right now to get a bunch of things they might not have been able to get or would have been leveraged in a year or so during the collective bargaining agreement. They've already gone out and gotten it, which is that it's incredible, but they've gone and done that. See, it's interesting too because, like, you got to remember, it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how the different sports uh, approach this because I've been kind of following a little bit, like, what's, you know, like what's going on with the with hockey and the NHL. You know, the difference here is that the NHL had a season that was rapidly approaching the playoffs that was cut short. Um, so I know they've kicked around the idea of having the playoffs. With no uh, with no fans in it, but you know in the stadiums. But that's those are playoffs. Those are uh, those are rev- bigger re- revenue generators for TV than say you know early April baseball games. So you know I don't know. I mean, as it is right now, the entire month of April is a wash because nothing can happen until at least April thirtieth, and that's if things. That's if the situation with things uh, improve. I'm sure, I'm sure, not, I'll finish in just a second here. I'm sure that what is happening right there in the MLB offices is that they've got their whiteboard and their, their flow charts and their mind maps saying, okay, if this happens by such and such a date, here's our options A, B, and C. Okay, if such and such goes until X amount of time, here's options X, Y, Z that we can do. And I'm sure that they have all of that kind of planned out, but the, you know, the reality is nobody now can do anything. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. During the current health crisis, Ken and Maria decided to pay each and every one of their workers, secure their jobs, and continue to give them health care from home. And while they're not currently going out and doing jobs, they will still give you an estimate and jump on and do a video consultation right now. Plus, part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at Family Basement Waterproofing. 
Rockauto.com. I want to get back to the simulated thing real quick here because I, I've been flipping through the stats, if you don't mind, buddy. But with our simulated season, I just want... And this would ruin... If you haven't listened to the to today's game, by the time the podcast comes out, it's already too late. But we're recording right now live on the Podbean app so you and I can talk to each other. So there's a few people listening in right now. Um, if, if this, if, if, So this, is, this includes today's broadcast that you can get everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com, including on Podbean. It's up. It's a game against the Indians that would have been played today. Um, and... All five starters will have started now after today because Reynaldo Lopez takes the mound. So of the oh, five, so we, st- gave him, we gave him the fifth starting spot. Okay, yeah, okay. I put him in the five starting spot. So of the five starting pitchers, name me who you believe has pitched the most amount of innings with seven innings pitched, got the win, eight strikeouts, an earned run average of one point two nine and a WHIP of zero point seven one after one game. And who had the least amount of innings pitched with four innings pitched? Can you give me those players out of the five starters of uh, Giolito, uh, Keuchel, Cease, Gonzalez, and Lopez? Well, there's no way the first one is Lopez. It, it can't be. Reynaldo Lopez. No way, right? Reynaldo Lopez was is the best pitcher through the rotation so far. Get out. I'm not kidding. In the Get simulation. Out. Wow. I watched the game. He pitched in the rain. <laughs> with swirling wind. Oh, there were like errors everywhere, and he just shut down the Indians in the simulation. I was laughing as it was going on. I was like, what is going on here? He actually struck out the side of the fourth inning, and like his animated little character was like pumping his fist on the mound. And I was like, the attitude of Reynaldo. I mean, like, I really lay it on thick of the broadcast. I'm like, man, oh, like, where man. does this come from? This man child. Like, <laughs> Yeah, please tell so, me. So who had the least amount of innings pitched? Please tell me that Keuchel doesn't have the four innings pitched. No, he had six innings pitched, and he got the win in his game. Okay. But uh, uh, okay. Lucas Giolito. Lucas oh, Giolito had four innings pitched on opening day and got chased. They end up winning the game on opening day, um, but he put a lot of base runners on and gave up, uh, I think he gave up, yeah, he gave up four runs in, in four innings. He had a, he struggled like crazy. He had like a hundred pitches by the end of the fourth inning. Like he was just he was just terrible on the mound. So I mean, they're early results in its simulation. But I just I found that to be hysterical. James Fox from Future Stocks actually told me after we recorded the interview, he was like, "I love these broadcasts." He's like, "I'm listening to the Keiko game, and it takes him ten pitches to get through the first batter, and I'm screaming at my phone." Like, come on, Keuchel. And he's like, I completely no, forgot this isn't real. And he's like, because he's getting all into the game. So I think it's kind of fun because it's a good release for people that they get to sit back and listen to a ball game every day. And, you know, and 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 we're keeping the stats. And what's great is that uh, the blog Socks on 35th is now covering our games and doing the post-game write-up with the box score on their page. So they're... They're putting out the box store and posting the statistics to our games while we're doing the broadcast. Wait a minute. I'm actually <laughs> looking at this right now. Stocks on 35th. Check it out. They've got like, so they've got the recap. They embedded the broadcast in there so their regular followers can find us. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm going to, so I see, I see it's right up. Wow, it's right up here. Simulated stocks. White Sox versus Indians, March 31st. Is that, is that, is that this? That's, yeah. That, so you're looking at the recap of the game that's up right now. So if you don't want to know the results and you want to listen to it, it's a great game in the pouring rain in Cleveland. It's got all kinds of excitement in it. 
I'm gonna go to the March 30th one. Hang on, I'm gonna go to the March 30th one. This is the one that went into extras, right? This is the one Final. that went into extras, and they were winning, and they blew the game. Alex Colome blows the save. Oh God! Yeah, he blows the save, and then Kelvin Herrera comes out, and he's had two innings pitched in two separate games, and he's given up a run in each of them. And so he's the one who gives up the run in the 10th inning and they lose the game. But as you can see, like Sox on 35th is doing like a full recap of the game and then they post the stats and everything. So we're talking to each other like like every day we exchange emails where I tell them everything that happened and then they listen to the broadcast as well, but they know to listen for certain things and then they write the recap and put it all together. So it's kind of it's really kind of fun. Like I, it was, I'll tell you, it was it was my idea. Originally, I saw that they were they were they tried to simulate opening day. And I did, it just didn't seem like it had the flair because it was just them kind of guessing. And I was like, why don't you do mine? Because then people can listen to the show and they can listen to the actual broadcast. And then you guys can do the recap. And they were like, we're in. So it's, it's, it's pretty that cool. That they're awesome. doing it. Yeah. That is very cool. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Right there. It is right there. Yeah. Game broadcast presented by Socks in the basement. Nice. Yeah. And if you click on the link there, then you can listen to the broadcast, but you can also get the broadcast if you're following Socks in the Basement. I, I I, would prefer, and I think that most people will enjoy it that way, if they listen to the show. I mentioned Socks on 35th a couple times during the broadcast, so you'll be reminded who to go to for the post-game wrap-up. And so gotcha. you'll, you'll be like, listen to us and then go back and read the thing. And that, that way you don't get it spoiled for you. I know my dad, all of his friends, like we're getting a big old man audience, which I'm totally cool with. But like my father <laughs> and all of his friends are listening to the game while they sit at home with their wives. And like and one guy, I guess, told my dad, like, I thought baseball was canceled. What is this? And he <laughs> like his wife was totally convinced it was a game because we we have everything from the sound effects to like things that happen in the game and in-game interviews. Don Paul, White Sox alum, White Sox ambassador now from Evergreen Park, Illinois, is going to be joining oh, us for the next several games He's got sound bites. I talked to him for like a half hour. I asked him all kinds of questions for different game situations and stuff about him. And when we go to Fenway Park, he's got some great stories about Fenway and he's going to be jumping on the broadcast, which is awesome. And then once we've used up those kind of things, I'm going to put the whole interview together because the interview itself together is about me and Don just sitting down and laughing and him telling old stories for like 25 minutes. And there's a great one about like what the team was like when they were on the road and the partying and the drinking and the, how he didn't get into it, but he used to live with his parents and they used to give him a hard time. It's great stuff. So look for that too. So another reason to subscribe to socks in the basement and also check out the live broadcast. So you can hear some of those stories and then the rest of them will all be thrown in to a really nice interview that we're going to have on next week's show. So lots of, we're, we're still trying to do whatever we can here because there's no sports, but I'm going to tell you something. I would rather go into a fantasy world or um, talk about something that's actually happening, then continue to recycle the same stories that are going on. I mean, I, I'm no longer interested in talking about what's going to happen with a player because they're not even in spring training right now. There can't be any offseason moves. There can't be any trades. You can't sign anybody. Baseball is literally paused, and I crave baseball, and this is the only thing keeping me sane is doing these broadcasts, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, hey, you dude, hey, you do you. I mean, you've got to, you know, You've got you're stuck in the house with three kids there, dude. So I mean, it's uh, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to keep your uh, to keep your sanity. I mean, so. let me tell let me tell you who I th- who I would be excited. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm excited about the bullpen just because of the way they pitch in the simulations. Like Steve Ciszek is is a god out of the bullpen. Okay, he's got five he's got five strikeouts over three and a third. 
He's only let one batter on in those three and a third innings. He's got the weirdest delivery. Like, please tell me that they have his delivery down right. It's got so much movement coming off the ball. It's basically sidearm. He pitches the same way if he's on the mound with nobody on or if he's got like like three guys on. Like he doesn't, it's the same delivery every time. And then Jimmy Cordero, who I was starting to fall in love with last year because he would have a couple of good performances is has pitched really well in this thing as in this simulation as well. It's really kind of fun to see the bullpen they put together and at least the potential that using the Pakota projections and using previous seasons, that's how MLB the show kind of comes up with these ratings. The way that they perform when you simulate them, they're a pretty solid bullpen. And after years of bad bullpens, this this actually looks yeah. pretty good. Considering, I was just going to say, considering the bullpen they had last year, I, I put Carson Fulmer on the team, and he's he's uh. He's still atrocious, and uh, and and you know, uh, Kelvin, <laughs> Kelvin Herrera, nice. Kelvin Herrera has been brutal. They don't expect him to have a bounce back based upon their projections. But you could find a way to hide those guys when you got a lead, and that's what I've been trying to do when when we're playing. Yeah, no, this is cool. I like I I am um, I was not even aware. I was not even aware that I was just looking through it right now. I was not even aware that Sox on thirty fifth was covering the post game here. So this will be cool. So if I cannot check out a game. Um, I will definitely check them for, uh, check them for the recap. It's been crazy, man. Like I've been working, I've been working a lot because everybody, a lot of folks are working from home or just flat out not working at all. Um, I've been blessed to have, um, you know, getting off the subject, but I mean, I've been blessed to have, uh, everything transfer over to online lessons at my place. And, you know, the irony of it is that, or maybe it's not irony, but I've had just about perfect attendance all the time because what the hell else is anybody going to do but just hop on Skype or Zoom or something like that and take guitar lessons or piano lessons? I've had it to where people are like, hey, I'm home with nothing to do and I've got all these makeups. Let me book some extra time with you to start to start catching up on all of this. Um, so, I mean, me personally, I've been, I've been working more. So spare time through all of this, thankfully has been kind of at a premium. So I've sat around and actually consider it because you're teaching, uh, uh, my son, your, your godson that you're, you're trying to, you're teaching him guitar. And I keep thinking to myself, like, man, I should start taking guitar with Dave too. I got nothing else to do during the day. I want to kind of sign up now because I actually have more time on my hands to take see, guitar. See, last, last week or two, you know, like over the past, like the first week or so, um, you know, middle of last week to early, you know, middle of the week, two weeks ago to early, you know, last week was kind of the initial panic of, oh my God, the world is going to end. So we had a few people, uh, you know, we had a few people drop off the schedule, understandably so. What's happening now, though, is people are starting to adjust to this, you know, the, what the media is calling the quote-unquote new norm, and people are looking for things to do. So um, we're actually getting some calls from uh, people who want online lessons. Uh, I, oddly enough, I took a call from a woman in San Diego, of all places, so that's awesome. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. I miss you. This, this sucks. I, I, I hate the fact that we can't sit down at the bar together. Um, I even tried to convince Erica that it was okay for you and your wife, Hannah to stop by. I was like, ah, it's only one couple. And then your wife is the one that said it like, well, Dominic's got asthma and I would hate myself. If he ended up on a ventilator. 
and and yep, I get it. Yep, and so yep, yep. and so it's kind of like it, it's it absolutely stinks. I hate uh, not seeing you guys. I like the fact that we can Skype every once in a while and see each other's faces and use the technology that's out there. I can't imagine how the world would how you wouldn't go crazy if you didn't have some of the the technology that allows you to still be able to talk to people and communicate with people right now. And we're we're a little bit lucky that we have that going on. I think this thing's going to push well into the summer. You just just it's just the feeling I have. And I'm not trying to be negative. I just I just feel like that's where we're going to be. But at least we're able to provide, a, you know, a little bit of a getaway, a little bit of an escape with some baseball every day on Socks in the Basement. If you are pressed for time, the interviews generally fall in the first few innings. And then you can skip ahead to the last inning with a little skip button if you really want to. You know, I mean, I'm okay with that. But if you want to sit back, I mean, like I said, 75 to 90 minutes total. And when you think about what a baseball game normally takes you to listen to, it's normally like a three-hour affair. I got pregame, postgame, and the actual game, and I'm getting it done in 90 minutes or less. So, I mean, that's right, right, right. It, 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 it moves, and it, it moves for a reason, and we've set all the settings to make it move for a reason, and we're really, I'm really enjoying doing it. I wasn't sure when I did opening day if I would do any other days, but but we're going to do it. And then we're going to check in with you from time to time and 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 try to I want to get you involved as much as possible. So keep following it, my friend, because we're going to talk about this simulated season all year. We'll do. We'll do. All right, man. All right. You stay well. Go teach some lessons. I know you got to get to work. You got your first one coming up here in just a few minutes. Socks in the Basement is available to everyone on demand. And all of the baseball games are up and on demand simulated Every day we put up the new one based upon what the White Sox schedule would have been. And you can find it everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Take it easy, bud. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SoxInTheBasement.com.